Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to another episode of Lazada Insider, the digital marketing series. And I'm your host, Shaz, Senior Manager from Lazada Group Strategy. Retail landscape has been moving online and accelerated, especially in the past two years. And for brands or sellers to stand out in the crowded online space, great creative and engaging content is one of the ways to help brands and sellers to grow. Today, we have Harin from Ipsos to share his expertise and knowledge on how brands and sellers can excel in the new media landscape. Thank you, Harin, for joining us today. And I am sure the listeners would like to know a bit more about you and Ipsos. Could you share a bit more about yourself? Sure, Shas. Thank you. Uh, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I'm Harin. I uh, head the, the Creative Excellence uh, service line at Ipsos uh, in Singapore. Um, I've been working with Ipsos for the past uh, close to six years now and have been working on the brand and communications uh, side of things for the last uh, 15 plus years. Uh, very proud uh, to be working with Ipsos. Ipsos is one of the uh, world's leading uh, market research companies. Uh, they've got offices in about 90 countries and employ about more than 20,000 people. Uh, our tagline is Game Changers. Uh, Game Changers uh, is something that sums up our ambition to help uh, more than 5,000 of our clients uh, to move confidently through a rapidly changing world. So Thanks us. for the introduction. Um, just to kick start today's uh, conversation, um, you know, it can be said without a doubt that many changes have happened due to the pandemic in terms of how we shop, how we work, and so on and so forth. And one of it is how consumers consume media and their habit and preference on contents. Um, could you share your thoughts on this? Sure. Uh... So media consumption habits have been uh, very dynamically evolving even pre-pandemic. Uh, but especially in the last couple of years, we've seen a huge uh, change that has happened as well. Especially because uh, consumers uh, across the globe uh, are adapting to a new way of life. Uh, and this is uh, one that is uh, you know, that includes a lot of restrictions of various degrees. Uh, and therefore, entertainment and technology usage continues to ride, uh, continues to rise uh, some of the uh, interesting trends in the industry. And these include uh, social media consumption uh, that we've seen gone up tremendously. Uh, audio and podcast is booming. Uh, OTT and cable news viewership is also something that has gone up significantly uh, over the last couple of years. Um, what we've also seen, Shaz, in the, in the last two years or so is even within, the, within those two years or so of the pandemic, we've seen some degree of change or some degree of shift that has happened uh, from the topics that have interest people. Uh, so from what started off as, uh, you know, a, a quite a, a scary pandemic situation uh, during the first year or so, entertainment, escapism, these were topics that became more relevant uh, and resonated more with, with, uh, with viewers. Uh, and as things have evolved and as uh, vaccination and all the other uh, scientific developments have kicked in, we've seen a lot of interest on, on uh, topics such as science, business and technology. Uh, what we've seen as a result of all of this is that uh, it is absolutely important for brands to connect with people uh, in an authentic manner. 
and uh, uh, this can be done by by making sure that whatever they develop as content is uh, not just socially uh, and economically relevant but also something that connects with people at a personal level and with these changes in people's media consumption habits and preference um some myths around content creation has been floating around it would be great if you know you could share your expert opinions on this myth so that the brand and sellers that are listening are able to distinguish what are the myths and what are the actual on the ground observation so i think the very first common myth that we always hear is that you know to create create creative and engaging content you would need a huge investment so what what do you think about this uh, i think this is a great uh, and a classic myth as you've described it as well so uh, what we've seen over the course of so many years of being in the industry is that media and the weights that one puts behind campaigns uh, definitely are a factor in influencing campaign success um, but unfortunately only up to a point uh at epsos at least we've seen enough evidence that uh, creative uh, meaning the quality of the creative that goes on air can explain up to 75% of the campaign success in other words a creative that is strong does not always need heavy investments uh it might sound a little bit bold but that is indeed true um the discussion therefore uh, should be revolving more around how can consumers or how can marketers get to creatives that have a strong uh, success uh, potential yeah? uh, and therefore at epsos uh, we emphasize on the need to build a culture that revolves around insights based creativity or content generation uh, because this would act as a shortcut to getting to creative that is strong and engaging in market thus during any creative uh, development process we advise our clients uh, to start early and test uh, even as early as the strategy or the execution uh, or the insight uh, behind the execution as well uh, and by doing that you would be able to explore the evocative power of the idea how uh, it is able to relate and how relevant is it for consumers and also uh, more importantly how is the as a brand connection uh, sort of made uh, and our experience with early stage research shows uh, that we end up saving not only a lot of money but also precious time and end up coming up with great creatives or great content that drives brand growth so in a nutshell uh, media uh, and weights behind a campaign are critical but uh, we always say creative is king cool i think like another i guess um especially now um if you know the increase in uh, media consumption among um, our consumers um there's this myth that is going around you know uh the more content you have the wider you know your reach and the higher is the effectiveness so does this then mean that um as a brand or as a seller i would need to constantly produce new content in order to reach and engage with my audience a uh, great point again shaz and uh, this in fact links very nicely with the point that i was talking about uh, in the previous part as well which is the the power of the creatives uh, that goes uh, into the market uh, when the creative is powerful it definitely has more shelf life more longevity and is less likely to uh, wear out uh, when compared with creatives that are either average or poor uh, often a lot of companies we've seen uh, you know fall into the trap of producing as you said content uh, time and time again constantly uh, trying to do that uh, but we've we've seen that it results in a lot of noise sometimes even wastage uh, and in in few cases it also uh, can potentially lead to confusion because 
we've seen uh, across uh, not so many so many data points that uh, the attention span that consumers have is going down by the day so less is more uh, is the is the mantra that we follow uh, obviously there will be instances when you need to refresh your brand or talk about a, a new message or a benefit that warrants uh, you know producing new content but that apart uh, if if the creative is powerful it it definitely has more shelf life uh, and more legs to to walk uh, the marathon so i guess the common hearing you know quality over quantity definitely holds true here um and i think another thing that you know with these changes um due to pandemic um you know we do see um social media is a way of how consumers actually like keep in touch not only with their family friends um but also with friends so is social media the silver bullet what would you say about this sure uh yes so uh, as we were discussing upfront as well the way the the media consumption habits are changing social media is definitely uh, becoming more and more uh, accessible more and more uh, things that people are going to be spending time on um but that said uh, it doesn't necessarily mean and we've in fact even seen a lot of companies you know wanting to move away from the traditional media over to to social because that's where you see a lot of people coming in um but but more uh, certainly we we see that it is not something that uh, is the be all and end all of everything uh, we've evaluated and we've tested a lot of multimedia campaigns uh, over the last few years as well including in the uh, in the times during the pandemic uh, and we've seen two interesting patterns one is uh, both mass media as well as digital media both have their own unique benefits you mentioned about uh, reach so we've still seen that when it comes to traditional media such as tv Uh, it still would be the the channel or the the media that would give you the reach digital is where we've seen a lot of uh, clients trying to get engagement uh, especially because you're able to target consumers in a hyper targeted manner so that's one we've seen both having their own uh, sets of benefits the other important pattern we've seen is that uh, the clutter in the in the the digital landscape is a lot more than what we've seen in the in the traditional landscape Uh, and as you mentioned there are many many companies that are wanting to produce content wanting to go out there every other uh, sort of week on so uh, and what we've seen as a result is more and more clutter re- leading to lower and lower attention spans uh, therefore the opportunity for uh, companies to create branded memories uh, tends to be a little bit lower on digital as compared to uh, something like a tv So the next myth I think that we will all be talking about is like you know um the creative content is not effective if it does not drive sales. What would you say to this? Um great point again. So um at Epsos we've got a very clear uh, and a simple philosophy of how we define campaigns or creatives to be successful. Uh, any ad or any campaign obviously needs to needs to be uh, attention grabbing and needs to break through the clutter. but once that's done uh, we believe there are two things from a uh, from a change uh, or a desire perspective that they would uh, they could influence one is short term and one is long term uh, a lot of creators a lot of uh, campaigns that you would see are trying to sell products or sell services or sell something uh, and therefore the objective in those cases is obviously trying to measure the short term sales impact 
but equally uh, you see a lot of purpose led communications uh, that a lot of brands are embarking on these days uh, you you've seen a lot of hashtag a lot of campaigns whether it is you know, toxic masculinity whether it is black lives matter or even during the pandemic uh, we had uh, a lot of lot of brands that you would not think about let's say from the food and beverage industry uh, for instance that came out and spoke about uh, social distancing stay at home uh, you know more as a more as a purpose because you you'd know that those are not the times where selling is is what is uh, going to help the brand in these instances we've seen that sales may not always be the end goal in these cases uh, equity or the long term impact of of what the brand is doing as a purpose uh, is what uh, makes them successful and uh, there are obviously you know research techniques to try and understand or measure the impact of both uh, within the same sort of uh, uh, framework uh, and therefore uh, in a nutshell it's not like if you don't end up Uh, driving sales in in that short term period means a campaign is not successful you've seen uh, many successful campaigns as defined by you know whether it is pans winning or fees winning uh, and if you see some of them uh, they touch a chord uh, they don't necessarily go with the intent of only driving sales sales is always a by product but not always the end goal for all of these campaigns yeah i think your last statement was a very good um, summary that you know in the end the creative content there might there are multiple purpose multiple objective um and, you know it does not necessarily like a great content uh would means that the sales would go up and i think the very last myth that i think i'm sure uh you might have uh heard before is that you know um i need to choose between creativity and data like you know uh data constrain um the creative process you know is this true or you know what is your thoughts around this sure so uh, again having worked in this uh, creative research uh, space for you know uh, close to a decade and a half or more uh, we've often been labeled as people who kill creativity and uh, and again it's not uh, it's not trying to uh, to blame anybody or anything but it's it's obvious that when you're trying to understand uh, data and what makes something a lot of a lot of companies or a lot of research techniques get into the mode of trying to templateize things at epsos we definitely do not believe in that uh, and in fact uh, we've seen that a lot of successful campaigns and again as i mentioned success as defined by the creative industry uh, what is success for them a cans gold and fe gold and so on right uh, many of our viewers would be surprised to know that uh, many of the industry uh, research agencies including epsos have partnered uh, partnered clients and and uh, produced content or rather uh, produced it in a manner that helps them win some of these awards as well um, so we definitely don't believe that uh, if you've got creative it will not necessarily do well on research we've in fact seen a lot of campaigns that do well in research and eventually also win the creative awards so to speak um, so overall we we actually believe that data or research should be used uh, or considered as an enabler rather than a killer of successful creatives for the next question you know what do you think are some of the biggest opportunities or trends in content creation uh, for 2022 sure uh, i think as far as uh, specific to e-commerce is concerned there are definitely certain big opportunities that we see uh, coming in 
Uh, two or three of these uh, include, uh, let's say, building a storefront. So when it comes to e-commerce sites, trying to trying to simulate an experience that uh, that consumers would have uh, in, on physical stores, trying to simulate the same thing on e-commerce sites, either through a mobile or a desktop, uh, that is something that we see emerging as another uh, as one trend. Uh, another trend includes uh, live streaming commerce, uh, so teleshopping, uh, uh, and within that as well. Uh, something that we've seen uh, a lot of a lot of e-commerce uh, companies are trying to to get into this space and trying to make the most of the opportunity uh, existing uh, within the space. Uh, targeted campaigns uh, to promote certain products, certain uh, niche brands, uh, is also something as a pattern that we see, uh, and something that a lot of marketers are likely to uh, take uh, advantage of this year. Uh, when it comes to content specifically or the type of campaigns, uh, there are those that would drive awareness, uh, those uh, others that could drive uh, conversions to sales. Uh, there are also a lot of, uh, uh, especially in the e-commerce industry, we see a lot of uh, brands trying to complement each other and getting consumers to buy products that are uh, complementary uh, to the primary product that they're, they're uh, looking to purchase. Um, and overall, uh, I think, the consumer is evolving. Uh, their media habits, as we've seen, are changing. Uh, it's important that uh, uh, brands especially take advantage of this, uh, including the likes of social media uh, and, and, and e-commerce and try to make the most of how they can they can uh, get their brands to succeed and grow further. Thank you so much uh, for those tips. Um, right now, I think as a final question, like, you know, um, is there any other, you know, final tips or advice you have uh, for the brands or the sellers that are listening in on how they can leverage uh, on content creation to help their brands or sales grow? Sure. Uh, and just from my area of expertise, I can think of three or maybe even four things uh, that come to, to mind as, as final thoughts. Uh, on this topic. Um, so first things first, uh, as I said, so we at Ipsos believe uh, in the power of insights to draw or to drive uh, brand growth. Um, so I would think of the following things as far as uh, sort of final comments or final takeaways uh, are concerned. Uh, creativity is not killed by data or research. In fact, it can be used to nurture creativity. So we need to, uh, we encourage all our clients to build a culture uh, that revolves around uh, insights-led creativity. So that would be one big takeaway for us. Uh, the other is, uh, in doing so, there is absolutely no harm in starting early. Um, you don't have to wait for an ad to be ready or a campaign to be ready to understand whether it's going to be uh, or likely to be successful in market or not. Uh, there is enough uh, evidence to suggest that you start earlier in the process uh, and you get to the, the final stage must fast, much faster and also save a lot of time. Um, one other thing uh, that also comes to mind is uh, when it comes to media strategy, uh, it is always important to, to plan it in a way, uh, whether it is traditional or social, uh, but plan it in a way that, uh, where you can help create strong brand memories because eventually, yes, while we are here to sell products or services, uh, Brands that, that continue or sustain that growth are the ones that are able to create uh, enough uh, long-term equity. Uh, and the last last sort of point is also uh, critical, especially in the context of today's changing, changing sort of uh, buying behavior, purchase behavior, working very closely for companies uh, with their retailers or their e-commerce partners uh, 
so they're targeting, especially hyper-targeting uh, as, as a result of knowing their uh, past purchase behaviors, etc., would help in further uh, creating an ecosystem where brands can grow even faster. Um, thank you once again, Harin, for sharing your knowledge and expertise on this topic. Um, I have definitely like uh, picked out a few tips and tricks uh, with regards to, you know, content creation um, and creative excellence. So with that, uh, to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And thank you so much once again for listening. Bye, thank everyone. You, thank you. The pleasure was all mine. Thanks, guys. This is Azana Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care. La Zara. <laughs>